welcome, welcome to the, those of you who are new to my channel. My name is Gail Manizak, and uh, this is City Changers, Illinois. And how are we changing cities? By prayer. Prayer, the prayers of a righteous man, the Bible says, availeth much. By prayers we can move mountains, amen, and faith. So, I see yesterday I finished off on um, our behavior and how um, we get rid of all evil behavior when we come to Christ. I says, is this old works gospel? Just to refresh your memory, if you did not hear that, um, the Bible says, be done with all deceit, hypocrisy, jealousy, and all unkind speech. So unlike this world and the ways and the people of the world, there's a lot of unkind speech, unkind, uh, treating people unkind. He said, like newborn babes, you must crave the pure spiritual milk so that you will grow into full experience of salvation. Cry out for this nourishment, God said. Cry out for it. Now that you have had a taste of the Lord's kindness, cry out for it. But today I want to talk about the living stones for God's house. And um, this is what Peter spoke of in chapter 2. He says, you are coming to Christ who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people. But Jesus was chosen by God for great honor. And you, each of you who have believed and trusted in God or trusted in Jesus as your Savior, you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. And what's more, you are his holy priest through the meditation of Jesus Christ. You offer you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. And the scriptures say that uh, Jesus said, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem chosen for great honor. And anyone who trusts in him, speaking of himself, speaking of Jesus, speaking of the crucified one, will never be disgraced. So he says, you who trust him recognize the honor God has given him. But for those, let me tell you, for those who reject him, and, and I just want to interject something right here, because all of you people that are listening to this know people that have rejected him. And I, I in a sense, want to say it is your responsibility. They are in your space it's up to you to pray for them, to tell them about the Lord, and to win them to Christ. Amen. We, They're not always going to come to church. They don't. They're outside the walls of the church, and we have to get up outside of the walls of the church ourselves and go and find them and bring them in. The Bible actually uses some strong language. Go out and compel Jesus said, compel them to come in. 
If you just were look up that sing, single word compel, you will see the uh, how strong that word is. It isn't like just tap somebody on the shoulder and hey, why don't you come to church with me? No, it is compel. So it's putting a lot of effort into winning souls for Christ. And of course, the Bible says in Proverbs, the person who wins souls is wise. He who wins souls is wise. The, let's see. In First uh, Timothy chapter 2, it goes on to say, the stone that the builders rejected, which was Jesus, right, has now become the cornerstone. And he's the stone that makes people stumble, the rock that makes them fall. Now, what does that mean? They stumble because what? They do not know God's word. Listen to me. They stumble because they do not obey God's word. And so they meet. And and actually, how can they obey it if they don't know it? The Bible says, uh, I'm not, not sure where the verse is, but how should they hear without a preacher? So somebody has got to be speaking the word of God. Then he goes on in that same chapter, but you are not like that. No, not you. You are a chosen people. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. And as a result, you can show others the goodness of God. For he called you, you and me, out of darkness into his wonderful light. And once you uh, had no identity as a people, now you are God's own people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. And he goes on, he says, Dear friends, I warn you as a temporary resident and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. He says, be careful to live properly. What does he mean by that? What is properly? Properly is according to to what he has taught, according to what the Bible has taught. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and then they'll give honor to God when he judges the world. So notice that it says he's not, they, they may not give honor to God right now when they see you doing the right things. But they they will give honor to God when he judges the world. Well, you know what? It's going to be a little bit too late then when he just judges the world for them to get saved. So if you've got friends and family out there, you need to reach out to them in some way. If nothing else, pray that God will send someone to them to show them the way, to invite them into his presence. And then Peter goes on to speaking about how we should respect authority, um, people that are in authority, submit to all human authority, I believe it says, whether it be kings, 
as um, head of state or officials he has appointed for the king has sent them to punish those who do wrong and to honor those who do right. So it is God's will for um, that you are honorable, that you live honorable lives. And your honorable lives should silence, it actually should silence those ignorant people who make foolish accusations against you. Why? Why should it? Because you're free, yet you are God's slaves. You're servants of the Most High God, so don't use your freedom, he says, as an excuse to do evil, though. Respect everyone and love the family of believers. It says in verse 17, Fear God and respect the King. Amen. You who are slaves must submit to your masters with all respect. Now, today we don't have slaves. You know, back in that day, they did have slaves, and that was of utmost importance as well, that they showed respect. God called them to do good, just like he's called all of us to do good, whether it was in that day or this day. And even if it means suffering um, for you, he is, Jesus is our example. So you've got to follow in his steps. Jesus never sinned, nor did he ever deceive anyone. He did not retaliate when he was insulted. Remember the times that he was quiet when he was being insulted by people? He didn't threaten revenge when he suffered. He, he left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. He personally carried our own sins, yours and mine, in his body on the cross. He carried them so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. By his wounds you are healed. Once you were like sheep, he said, who wandered away. Once you were. But now you have turned. You've turned to your shepherd, the guardian of your souls. And that's where Second, First uh, Peter chapter 2 ends. But in this place, it, in, in the chapter that I read before this, it's still talks about works and it talks just like respecting one another that is works as much as anything else uh, as much as doing good deeds and and that type of thing but it's not a works gospel it's a grace gospel but let me tell you if you don't have works that follow up what you say your beliefs are you you say you're a christian but you don't act like a christian you say you're a Christian, but you don't talk like one. You say you're a Christian, but you go places that only sinners go. And you don't go there to witness with them. You go there to mingle with them. You're not fooling anyone but yourself. So, yes, the gospel is a gospel of works. Because, obviously, if, if you've been born again... If your life is going to change, if your old man is going to die and, and 
your carnal flesh is going to have to die daily, then yes, there's going to be good good works, amen? Works of good deeds, things you do that are good, things you say that are good, things that you give away that are good, all sorts of things that the Lord has instructed us to do, uh, just going and helping other people that don't know the Lord. That is huge. He, he, as I said earlier, he who wins souls is wise. Let's be wise. Let's focus on the fact that people are watching our lives and we might be the only Bible that they might ever read. Let's be wise and win souls because we know if, if we've read the Bible at all, where they're going if they don't get right with God. And whether you believe it or not, some Christians seem today not to believe there's a heaven and a hell. Maybe they just believe there's a a heaven. But let me tell you, there's a hell. If you've studied the Bible, um, you would know there is. So we want to save them from that fire, from that place that's going to be eternal. They're going to have a separation from God for eternity. Would you want that? I tell you what, if I was out in the world and didn't know God, I would certainly want someone praying for me, and I would certainly hope someone would come and tell me about Jesus. So, okay, in saying that, I'm going to say, God bless you. I'm, I'm praying. I'm praying for each and every one of you to have boldness and courage and have open doors that God will open for you that you might walk right through it and talk to people about their their life with him or about being born again or about being filled with the spirit so we're praying for you amen god bless you each and every one